This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. This is Matt Greller, AIM CEO. Welcome to the latest episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. I'm here today with one of the most innovative mayors in the state of Indiana, Kokomo Mayor Greg Goodnight. You know, Mayor, we've known each other now for a, a long time, and you took office, I think, what, about January of 08, if yes. I'm yep. remembering correctly, and it was not the, the greatest of economic times for the city or for the state or for the country, for that matter. And what, when a lot of mayors, I think, were still looking outward at greenfield development and, and still trying to lure that next big factory, you made a conscious decision to look inward yep. and, and really look at the downtown, building place as a, a means of economic development. So let's just start there. Just talk about, go back 10 or 12 years and talk about that strategy and, and maybe lead us up to where we are today. Well, we you're right. We uh, we. Our city is very dependent still on the automotive industry. It's a little more diversified than it uh, was at the time. So when uh, the recession, you know, the Great Recession started, we were not uh, in a position to really weather that storm. We had uh, d we didn't have ample amount of uh, reserves uh, within the city coffers. Um, unemployment was over 20 percent, and so we really had to make a transformation in how we operated locally. We had to. We were not living within our means. We um, were, we weren't focusing on the right things. Uh, as even with all those challenges, I told people the biggest challenge we faced economically was that we had 9,000 people that drove into Howard County every day for employment and chose to live elsewhere. And that was even a bigger challenge than some of the challenges facing the automotive industry and and the, and the Great Recession. So. That was our, that's what we, you know, when we started uh, trying to make changes, that's what we focused on. What will make this a better place uh, for, uh, for us to live in? So we did a lot of things. We had to find some better savings. One of those things was we're taking out traffic lights. So all in one summer, we took out 23 traffic signals in downtown Kokomo, pulled them out of the ground. Uh, There's savings in energy costs, uh, routine maintenance costs, emergency costs. When, you know, when power's out, you have to bring in overtime, uh, people for overtime to do those things, took out all the parking meters, and we put in handicap accessible uh, pedestrian bump outs at all the intersections. So started doing those things, installed some uh, nicer looking, more uh, pedestrian, uh, lower level uh, decorative street lamps, and really wanted to focus on the older part of our city, our core, uh, put in some programs for facade improvements, which we have now we've eliminated those three or four years ago because they were uh, it was a you know it was a successful program. We don't have to incentivize those those things anymore, and 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 then started focusing on making sure we had the right housing for people in in regardless of their situation, up and coming families that may be struggling. We wanted to work on tax credit housing, luxury apartments, uh, senior living. Uh, just everything uh, in between. We've even we just opened a, uh, a housing for dis uh, disabled adults uh, about uh, over just near downtown, and so we wanted to make sure we had quality housing for everybody. But it started that way, and and uh, we we've really we had to make some pretty substantial cuts to our workforce 
And then once things got better, we realized we could do this with a, with a smaller workforce, take that money now and invest it uh, strategically in our community. I mean, Kokomo's cool, right? You, you won't say it every day, but I will. I mean, there are restaurants and bars and there's new loft apartments just across the street. Um, downtown is really cool and people are coming to live here, right? They so, are. So where are they working now? Well, it's interesting. I, uh, I ran, uh, my daughter runs uh, high school track, and, and I was sitting with one of the parents who I did not know. Uh, I knew his son's a really good athlete with Kokomo. He's a, a swimmer, and his, he also runs track, and I introduced myself. And he uh, had relocated to Kokomo about 12 years ago um, from uh, Chicago, from Naperville up by Chicago. And... Um, Decided to move here. Said people had suggested that he live move to Hamilton County. He runs a manufacturing company in Miami County, and as we were talking, he he mentioned the luxury apartments in downtown Kokomo and said he's relocated three people to uh, Indiana, and they uh, they work in Peru, and they all live three of them live in the luxury apartments here in downtown Kokomo, and they love it. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So. Uh, you know that's what we've lacked the, the you know the opportunity to compete with um, with you know some of those uh, some of our peer cities on, on making sure we have those kind of apartments that have the nice amenities and the newer the newer uh, fixtures and all those kind of things. So um, it's it's worked so far. Uh, you know it's it's a, it's it's very affordable. You know we've we've also I, I I like the fact that we've added services while we. we to the city. We now have a fixed route bus system. It's the largest free to the rider system in the state and it's the most efficient. When you look at the cost per ride, we are the most efficient in the state. We've also added things like curbside recycling. With We have no trash fee. We added curbside recycling with no fee and it's just part of city services and we've invested in our uh, city pool and uh, in our you know, new playground equipment, things like that. Build an outdoor concert pavilion in our downtown park. So I'm going to ask you a two-part question. I mean, we've got, you talked about the loft uh, apartment living across the street. You've had the development on the south side here across from the baseball stadium. You've had the baseball stadium. You've had the bike path. You've had just New YMCA. YMCA right here in downtown as well. What's your favorite project been <laughs> so far and why? And then what, what's next? Where, where, where's Kokomo going in the next couple of years? Um, probably, uh, of all those things, uh, it, I guess it depends on what I'm the, – the sexiest, is, of course, is the baseball stadium. Since we've done that, Indiana University Kokomo has added uh, base, uh, men's baseball to their sports program. Next fall, they're adding women's soccer that will play there. So uh, we've had Purdue University, uh, University of Ohio, uh, Butler has played baseball in downtown Kokomo now. Uh, and so, you know, that's kind of nice if you would have said seven, eight years ago that Butler University or Purdue University would be playing regular season games in downtown Kokomo. People would not have believed it. Um, so I like that. I really am proud of our transit system because it has enabled people to be more mobile and connected our city in a better way. It's a hop on, hop off, no tokens, no money. You don't have to fiddle with change and all those things. So it allows a lot of people to, to access other parts of the city at, a, uh, at no cost. And so, um, and, and 
it's hard to get people to understand too, but public transportation also makes people healthier because you have to walk to a bus stop a block or two away. And you don't, uh, it doesn't take you door to door. It takes you too close to your destination normally. And then you can, you know, walk to where you need to go and, and it, you can take your bike on our buses. It has carriers for bicycles, things like that. So those are probably my two favorite at the time. Um, next, <laughs> it's it's the worst kept secret in Kogma. We've been working on this for a couple of years, but we're working on a uh, new uh, downtown hotel conference center. We want to make sure this this is going to be the nicest hotel in Kokomo, uh, and we have some nice ones uh, that have been. You know, there's been millions of dollars uh, upgrading the Hampton Inn and and the Lakita Inn. Uh, just went through a major renovation out south and uh, on the south end of town. And the courtyard by Marriott's very nice, but we've we this we want this to be the, the centerpiece in the showcase uh, hotel. So we're working on that. We're hoping to announce in the next month. Uh, we're pretty aggressive schedule. We want to get started uh, sometime this summer and, and should be completed in about a year. So we're working on that uh, and, and in conjunction with that, uh, extending our trail. It goes next to the uh, Wildcat Creek, which is a small waterway here in, in downtown. And we want to, we're doing some creek in, uh, enhancements and trail improvements to coincide with that as well. So those are the things you'll see over the next year and a half, two years. Now, one of the things you're most famous for, at least around the municipal circles, there's, is uh, spying on other cities and towns, <laughs> not only in Indiana, yeah. but around the Midwest and the yeah. country for that matter. Yeah. Just talk a little bit about your passion for that and, and what you've been able to borrow, steal, and implement, <laughs> you know, and why that's so important, I think, for other municipal officials to get out. And, and I mean, you're famous, I think, some days you walk into the office and at 7.30 in the morning, you say, hey, guys, we're getting in the car. We're going to Mishawaka yep. today yep. to take a look. We've done that. We've, uh, uh, anytime I can get a, a council member or two, and it's funny, I was in, I mean, I could, it's, there are funny stories tied to that. I think it was about a year and a half ago, I was uh, snuck up to Whiting, and I was showing a couple people, and I actually ran into Mayor Stahura up there, and he caught me in his park that's along uh, Lake Michigan. Uh, and uh, and I didn't call him. I, I have his cell number, but I just I didn't want to bother him and wasn't going to be up there for too long. So um, I do that. Um, just in the last few weeks, we've uh, spent some time over in West Lafayette, and, and Mayor Dennis has, has done a great job of really creating that downtown vibrancy. Uh, there's a lot of construction cranes in the air in, in West Lafayette. Uh, for, for my spring break, we I, myself. Uh, and our deputy mayor, uh, head, uh, the head of our community development uh, corporation, and one a friend of mine, four of us, just got in the car. We went up to Chicago and we walked around uh, the Ukrainian village up there in Chicago and Wicker Park and the old, the old downtown part of Ch Chicago that didn't uh, that escaped the Chicago fire back in the day. Uh, and just spent our time walking through those neighborhoods and and um, just for a couple of days, just a, a chance to get away. So yeah, I like doing that and uh, you can get a lot of good ideas from, uh, you know, and, and, and not only see those things, and, but think of ways to make improvements on them. We could do this and, and make it even uh, in a better way or, or in, a, in maybe even a different way. So I like doing that a lot. You've had time to assess now. You come here on a Friday, go to a baseball game, you come downtown, it's it's pretty busy, you know, whether people are over at Tin Man or some yep. of the other places. What's that meant to the community? And, and 
I assume you're going to continue to build off that momentum and, and keep going. Yes, um, it, it means a lot. Uh, we just had a new coffee shop open downtown, and this was uh, opened by one of our police officers. And um, he did this uh, remodel, and it's a, it has a, uh, I'm not a, uh, much of a foodie or, or a, uh, <laughs> uh, or know all my all the uh, intricate details of, of the uh, different coffees, but um, it's kind of an upscale coffee place. Uh, he also has uh, he partnered with two other businesses, and you can do some clay pottery in the backside and uh, a, a boutique dress shop in the back too. And it, so it's kind of three businesses in one. And um, but he he uh, he works midnights, and he's going to keep it open till three in the morning for young people for something to do uh, and they'll serve local. We have a kind of iconic bakery here in town, Dan's Variety Bakery, Dan's Donuts. Kids line up in the summertime uh, at, they, they'll go over there at, at one and two in the morning and line up for hot donuts. Then they come from other counties and he's gonna offer that fresh hot donuts on the weekends, things like that uh, to make sure people have a young safe place to hang out and it's a cool place. Uh, so yeah, that just opened on the square just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we opened a new dog park downtown. We have a, an east side and west side and have had that for four or five years. Uh, this was uh, one right uh, connected to the trail uh, next to one of our, uh, one of the first ones to, to come back downtown, the Fox's Trail, and it's right near the new apartments uh, along the creek, so yeah. I think we're getting close to the end of our time, but one last question, and it's more of a you know, a piece of advice, I guess, for our other mayors and city council members and town managers out there. You know, we've got a lot of cities in Indiana, and we've talked about this extensively, that are at least seen as on the decline or losing population. You know, if, if you were elected as mayor or you were the city manager or town manager of a community in that kind of situation today, what's the first thing you'd do? Um, well, I, I mean, you have to kind of assess your situation, uh, kind of stop the hemor hemorrhaging, and then there's a little bit of that going on in some of the smaller cities. Uh, start, you, you don't have to, you know, it, it's, as we've done trail extensions, I keep saying I'd rather do four blocks and do it right with, with nice lighting, benches, um, and, 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 you know, just whatever it is to make that nice, any amenities tied to it, make sure you have pr proper trash receptacles, all those things as opposed to doing 10 blocks and just having a sheet of asphalt. So I think that's part of it is, is you can start pretty small, build on your success. It, it, in the, my advice is this, is when I talk to people, part of my job is, um, in, you know, is in politics or being mayor is to gather political capital, gain political capital, and then I have to figure out how to spend it. And you spend it on the controversial things. So you, you gain political capital by starting a project, having it, come in uh, on budget, on time, and, and finish it and just being you know, almost militant on completing that project. So once you, and then, and then there's other things, ways to build. Low unemployment builds political capital, uh, coming in under budget, all those kind of things, low crime. So people build that trust, and then you have to spend it on the controversial things, the things that make people uncomfortable. Maybe it's a, a building uh, onto your city pool, um, it might be a smoking ban. I mean, those are the things you have to, you know, you have to spend. The, the trick is to not let the account go, <laughs> go under. You have to, you can't spend political capital if you don't have it. So you've got to keep, you know, you've got to do some, you know, we put in, I'll give you an example. We put in an LGBT ordinance a few, a couple of years ago, and there was a lot of uh, backlash in the beginning. Uh, but when people realized the world didn't come to an end, 
uh, and and that we you know we did this and the, and the sun came up the next day and all those things. Then you build credibility when you say we're going to do something else that's controversial or, or un, un, unusual to people. Um, I think they'll you'll be more likely to get the buy-in. It's great advice. So at the end of the day, government has to lead. It does, and it, you know, and that it's if. It, and keep in mind, I mean, I'm always, I'm, I, mean, I try to be cognizant that, you know, if you push, you know, eventually you'd make too many of these decisions and, and, and it might cost you an election. But I, you know, the truth is I wouldn't want to be a, a mayor that just doesn't do anything so that they can continue in their role because that's what fun is that and what, what do you really have to, to be proud of when you're done anyway. Yeah, you were elected, but you don't really have anything and your community doesn't have anything to show for it. So. That's that's uh, that's my advice. It's been great having you on the podcast today, Mayor. Thanks for uh, being with us, and uh, congratulations to all the great things going on in Kokomo. Thank you. I appreciate you taking a look at us. Thank you.